within kind of ICP, you can also have kind of variations where it's not just a generic ICP, could be different ICPs on different industries, probably maybe not as, as much geographies, but probably industries and in size companies, and then also decision makers as well, right? That's right. That's right. Like, you know, within that ICP, who's your buyer? Actually, go back to medic, right? It's who's the, the E is who's the executive buyer. The C is who's your coach. Don't be confused by which one is which and look for fact patterns suggest, to, to suggest they really do have the pen if they're the executive buyer or they really are the coach. Great question. Great question is, hey, give me an example of where you've Im- implemented a solution like this in the past. Oh, shut up. Listen to the answer. If they haven't implemented a solution like yours in the past, discount that pipe. <laughs> discount that opportunity. If they can't spell API, uh, it's going to be tough uh, on a SaaS implementation. You don't want customers that aren't going to be able to use your solution. That, you know, the idea of, is it a customer anymore? No. Customers isn't the right mindset. It's users who are using your solution. You don't want somebody that's not going to use your solution. Yeah. Hey, then what about kind of tying in, so you have the, we talked a lot about the go-to-market team, but what about some people that are uh, not part of go-to-market? So as an example, kind of engineering, designing you know, product to spec that kind of fits within you know, that need, making sure that the you know, CEO is aligned, right? Because the CEO could get, you know, Big eyes saying, "Wow, here's a big deal." You know, kind of how do you how do you make sure you keep those non go to market team folks in the boat as well? Yeah, we've we've done in the past is we do an MBR monthly business review. Uh, you can call it a QBR every every ninety days as well, <laughs> and you want complete transparency around what are the key deals we're focused on, why, what's the pipeline focus, and product folks love it. When you're talking about the specific business improvement, when you're talking specifically about customer requirements, that should actually be the uh, what should be in Salesforce as requests for feature enhancements, right? And it should have a customer behind it. It should have specifics behind it. Because one of the things in a SaaS business early stage you don't want to do is give a head fake to product. You, the CRO must be the ambassador of the right market requirements for product roadmap. If you, if you feed non-market requirements just because you want to get a deal, it'll help this quarter, but it ain't going to help in the long, long term. So it's a great way to keep even product focused on, uh, on, on the right ideal customer to be developing solutions for. Yeah. And we, we've you know, both been at companies where you have the engineering slash product people say, doesn't matter what the customers think, here's what the right thing is, which maybe if you're, you know, Steve Jobs, you can do that. But in mo- most normal environments, um, how have you seen CROs kind of get uh, those engineering or product people to be more customer facing so they, they can actually li- listen to what those requirements are to help shape the roadmap as opposed to typically what happens is they just want to go do what they want to do. Yeah. I mean, that's a bad hire <laughs> right out of the gate. <laughs> if your product focused people uh, are not customer centric. Yeah, but it, it happens. It's some great companies, right? Well, well think about, I'm going to answer your question, but also think about CEOs that are product centric. 
you could think that the more features I add in, it'll create an overwhelming value prop. Oh, no. You, you could be adding features that have different buyers. So really, uh, I, that's, that's the caution I have for a lot of product-centric CEOs is like, I'm going to add my go-to-market team later. I'm going to work on the product. Then No, you need a go-to-market executive working in seed uh, with, on the product, and you need to have design partners uh, from customers. They're going to make sure you have the right product uh, focus. But the, um, the other thing is with Gong, we use Gong really effectively is have sales calls that your product team can listen to that is specifically around the feature set. We did it in customer success too. Hey, customers having the following problem with our solution and they get chapter and verse, yeah. the customer sentiment and a transcript of what, what the problem is and, and what they need. Gold. Crazy. And I'm just going to uh, sidestep for a sec before I forget. So you're uh, very kind to contribute in my uh, book, uh, your go-to sales advisor. So Tucker, maybe put up the link, anybody that's interested. But um, yours on uh, page 110 is uh, adapting great leadership advice from those who have been successful. So I know you could talk about it forever, but your uh, UCLA god, John Wooden, has uh, lots of great tips, so maybe pull out uh, two, two or three of those and feel free to give a shout-out to the uh, Bruins' current basketball team. Oh, Thursday at 12 o'clock, first game of the Pac-10 Pac tournament, shouldn't it be 10? Uh, yeah, I'm a big UCLA fan, went to the 95 uh, National Championship, actually dated John Wooden's granddaughter. Uh, she hated basketball, which is beyond me. And I got a pyramid of success signed from him. So I'm pretty, pretty UCLA forward. Uh, one of the greatest quotes, and I, I would, I would urge you to go read, read a book on John Wood. But, you know, he said, never confuse activity with success. How true is that For, uh, in the sales world, right? I just said, the harder you work, the luckier you get. Right. But, you know, you, you've, uh, that, that's a great one. You know, don't uh, work, work quickly, but don't hurry. It's just so many time-honored things. This is a guy that spent 40 years uh, perfecting his approach before they won an NCAA tournament. 40 years. Um, so great sage advice uh, from the greatest uh, athletic coach ever in John Wooden. Awesome. Very, very cool. Now, um, maybe we have a little bit of time. You've got some other nuggets. I don't know as if we're actually going to do – uh, a podcast around your kind of the, the top talent aspect. So maybe a, a couple nuggets there you want to share? Yeah, we, we could drop it in written form in a, in a week or two. But the, the key things there, and I have 10, I have 10 uh, points on top 10 tips for hiring great talent. I'm not going to go through them all, but the key one is not HR, but the sales leader should define what the spec is for an AE, a BDR, anybody, the sales leader, anybody in their role, not HR, you need to define the spec that you're going for. If you don't do it in granular detail, then you're going to get hornswoggled by somebody that's a fast talker that you like, that is outside of your spec. Classic blunder in hiring. And every CRO has got this, God, I got six months to hire, if that. I got to hire now. And 
in the operating plan, it always says you're going to hire faster than you really can in the wild. So you got a huge focus on speed to hire. And what do people do? They go hire from their Rolodex. Well, that's good if your Rolodex is spot on with your ICP, but ain't so good if, if these people don't have domain experience, right? customer experience, and sales experience. Classic one in this, you know, in the last 10 years, I've never seen an economy go up on the, on the right. Everybody's over their quota numbers. You know, in a tornado, even a turkey can fly. So everybody's got great sales attainment numbers. And you get these people that are like, well, I want to be an enterprise rep. Okay, well, have you been an enterprise rep in the past, an early stage firm? No, but, I want, you know, it's the next step of my career. Well, if you're a, sales, a CRO at an early stage firm that's focused on enterprise sales, do not hire that person. Well, Mark, that's not fair. How are you going to develop somebody? Let Microsoft, Cisco, other companies develop the enterprise talent. <laughs> you don't have time for it. So the spec yeah. is really critical. Yeah. Having a hiring process that's yeah. tight. You should have no more than five interviews in two weeks to find out if this can candidate's right. The other one is a challenge. Whatever the role is, they got to do homework. In an AE role, I have them do a 30, 60, 90-day plan. Good percentage of them will say, hey, I don't, need, I don't want to do that, or the week of will cancel. There's a great answer. I don't want to hire those people that aren't going to do hard work. That 30, 60, 90-day plan becomes their onboarding plan. That's a big, big thing to do um, in this hiring process. And last but not least, out of my top 10, is do blind references. With LinkedIn, it's inexcusable. You can find somebody second or third degree to anybody and go get unvarnished feedback. Of course, check the references they give you, but check references they don't give you. Yeah, I'm amazed these did. I'm, we do some, uh, we do recruiting with uh, my, one of my businesses, Top Talent Recruiting, but the number of people that get hired without going that extra mile to do that firsthand reference check is just, yeah, you know, beyond insane. You, even a lot of the big retained firms, they'll do reference checks. I don't even bother. I say it is pretty much useless to do a reference check with somebody you don't know because you know they're already already going to say great things. So to your point, especially on LinkedIn, you can figure it out. And if you can't figure it out, then that probably means there's something wrong between customers and partners and peers and industry people and, and anybody else. You, uh, you certainly should be able to do that. And then I was just thinking back on, um, you know, talking about the spec, you know, it's not just kind of, the, it is important to do the spec just for you, but you need to make sure you have alignment right across across the company because the engineering leader or the CEO or CMO could have different things uh, in mind. So if you can kind of, which I know you do, right? You have kind of the spec with the 10 or 15 or whatever points, people kind of grade among each of those points that helps keep everybody in the same page for the specs and an objective process. Because without that, then it's just a train wreck too, right? Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so, so key. I mean, there's nothing more important than hiring great talent. It, it is the key to the go-to-market, and you got to spend a ton of time there. Another, another great tip is if you have these critical requirements, think of a Venn diagram: customer, domain experience, and sales experience, and list three or four criteria, critical criteria in each one of those. Let's take um, sales experience. I want to hire somebody, if it's an enterprise spec, 
I want to see somebody that's got three plus years of uh, over quota experience in the role. So you set those critical requirements and then have flags, red, yellow, and green flags for your sourcers. So a green flag would be this person's got four years of over quota performance selling to enterprise. A yellow flag might be that they've got three years. And a freaking red flag is they're under two or they've never sold the enterprise. I don't no. want to see resumes for somebody that's in a red flag on these critical criteria. This is how you can scale that spec focus is these flags. And sourcers love it. They love working with you because they got a bright line on how to go source candidates. Crazy. So anyway, so point of story is look for the follow on blog. Lots of great other content in there for sure. So kind of circling back here, uh, maybe last few questions. So back on the ICP side, um, maybe just to kind of reinforce the importance of ICP relative to uh, new logo acquisition. Yeah, is uh, again, you want to focus on customers that have the highest need for what you have, that they're going to be able to adopt it and expand with you. And you could build a great business around it. Those are, those are the key three things. And think about the business impact you're going to have. Is the value one metric around bringing a dollar of revenue into the company taking, and or taking cost out? Or is it a mis- risk mitigation play, right? You have to think in those business terms once you get a line of sight on the ICP. And, and then make it a team sport. If you can get the whole company focused on an ideal customer, uh, it's such a win. I, you know, in an early stage firm, the bias is to fail, right? Is, is you need to do extraordinary things every single day to get the escape velocity uh, for an early stage firm. And to put yourself in the highest probability of doing that, ICP is critical. I was talking to a consultant the other day. He said, oh, Mark, ICP, everybody knows ICP. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Then test for it. See if it's really governing the way you're organizing your business. Everybody talks about it. Few people do it in in detail. And I'd say my my area of opportunity is not being as rigorous or early out that I was on it. Great. And then uh, also just to reinforce one of your key points, it's not just sales, right? It's really for everybody. Team sport, man. Everybody gets better when they have a great, vivid understanding of their mission, the market they're going to go after, the customer they're going to go after in vivid detail. It's an old school idea, right? Into it, right? They, they built products specifically watching how somebody did their taxes in front of them. Absolutely. We got some uh, good chimes in here. Paul says, uh, love the flag method, Mark. Great stuff. Uh, Paul Salamanca has a great group, uh, top 1%. Uh, Ryan, who is from, uh, I always want to say phone ready sales, phone ready leads. Uh, the list is the strategy and, uh, Peter Bell chimes in, uh, antlers, what's he saying? Antlers. Great. Mark Stevenson quote, uh, make ICP a team sport. Love it. Yeah. So ICP a team sport. Awesome. Maybe, maybe some of these you should, uh, patent and, uh, Paul, uh, echoes that no, uh, no ICP in team. <laughs> Maybe uh, maybe a a final point, Uh, best new logos are the best customers, right? They are. 
they are, right? It's again, when when your CEO goes to raise money, there's three questions that that CEO is going to have to answer. What's the NRR uh, growth, 2x, 3x, 10x, which, uh, or ARR? Second, what's your in, uh, net dollar retention? Better be over 120%. And third, what's rep quota distribution? Those are the three funding questions. And so you want to pick your new logo that's going to give you net dollar retention uh, greater than 120%. Yeah, you need the ARR, but you need the net dollar retention or your reps are never going to be over uh, the quota they have with the kind of distribution you need for reps to be successful and your business to be successful. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's really taken what you traditionally think of kind of product market fit, but it's really kind of that much more specific around all, all these different IC, ICTB, ICP attributes. That's right. That's right. Business, technographic, behaviors, uh, think about how they adopt, right? If you're an API solution, you can go see how often have they really implemented API solutions and optimize for that. Anyway, it's a fertile topic, but I think, I think go-to-market teams need to be focused on this first and foremost, especially yeah. now in this economy where hard ROI is going to be driving buy decisions. Yeah, big time. And then uh, Amar Preet chimes in, uh, full disclosure, he's with uh, Humantic AI, who I mentioned before. Amar Preet, you probably weren't on, but if you scroll down, you see we actually put in the um, link to get the uh, free trial. But uh, Amar Preet says, Tim, we might be able to do a thing or two about that. Uh, so uh, absolutely. So uh, anyway, in summary, time flies when I'm fun. Mark, you've been awesome, amazing, critically important go-to-market topic. Uh, look for the follow-on blog posts from Mark. Uh, we posted those. We have the uh, one that uh, just dropped, was it yesterday or today? And uh, for those that are a part of Sales Community, thanks. Uh, for those that aren't, go to salescommunity.com, and uh, you can see the link, uh, member free. And uh, thanks to Trender AI, who is, uh, no pun intended, right in the middle of the uh, ICP space and uh, look for them to continue to do some great things. Uh, next week, uh, we have for episode number 116, Lisa Pope, who's president at uh, Epicure. And she's going to talk, be talking about uh, how sales and uh, ERP have evolved. That's going to be Tuesday, March 14th from 1 to 2. And then uh, very excited, we have uh, the one and the only John McMahon is going to be on March 21st. So uh, lo looking forward to that as well. So, Mark, you've been awesome, as, as expected. Thank you so much. And uh, Tucker, as always, thanks for your uh, help behind the scene. Everybody have a great day. Thanks, Randy. Appreciate your investment in sales community. Helps in every, in helping everybody.